Hi everyone, welcome to the Mini Gaming Union podcast for Tuesday, December the 7th. I'm your host Daryl, and I'm here with Colin. Greetings and salutations. Fozzie. Hola. Also known as Lauren. Yep. And Asaris. Hi. Also known as that person. That person. That person over there in the corner. That person is me. We should also refer to Colin as Master Colon. Master Ah! Colon. Ah! Of the Calvary. I, I will fart in H- your How are your numbers, okay? Colin? Are they are they swelling? How, how are in my the... bowels? <laughs> no, the numbers in your <laughs> cavalry. In the cavalry. Oh, <laughs> oh they're just fine. <laughs> I've missed uh... the bean, my general. No, my bowels I don't think we want to know about your actual colon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Anyway, so for those who aren't aware, Minigup is the community show for the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast series and the Gaming Union forums. And today we're going to talk about two topics. <laughs> the first is about Connect and Move and about how much they've sold. And the second is about the price of games these days and whether or not people agree with that. I don't. Well, you can tell us that that's later. That's just a heads up for you. I have an yeah, opinion. That, that's just... <laughs> <laughs> so just to remind everyone, this podcast comes out on every third Tuesday. And on the Tuesdays in between, there is Final Fantasy Union and Kingdom Hearts Union. And this podcast is produced by Gaming Union and TweaksMusic.com. It comes out on the iTunes Store and GamingUnion.net. And before I go on, I want to thank Juxtore for highlighting these threads to us and sifting through and... Well, just sifting through and finding and being people's awesome. comments. Yes, being awesome. Thank and you, Jackster. Thanks, Jax. So, our first thread is about King Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> our first thread <laughs> is about <laughs> why me? Why? Where did you even get that from? I don't know. What? I was reading Connect and I saw and it ca- uh, I just Kingdom said Hearts. Kingdom. Yeah. So our first thread is about Connect and how it sold 2.5 million units since it was launched. And we're also going to kind of tie this in. It wasn't actually part of the thread, but we're also going to talk about Move and how it shipped 4.1 million. Although Michael Pachter, the legendary Michael Pachter, believes that it also has sold around 2.5 million units. So the thread was actually started by a juxta off the back of a news post, which I wrote on the main site. And he says... Are you surprised by the figures, or is it something that you think was expected? I'm not surprised. I mean, they spent loads of money on their... um, Approximately 600 million. On their advertising campaign, so it wasn't a surprise that they were going to sell loads really quickly. I think it's very interesting that Move has sold approximately the same amount. I I know it was out for a a while longer, but they did almost no advertising for it at all. But it was so much cheaper. Well, it is cheaper, but it's not. I mean, if you actually want to... Yeah, I mean, if you want to experience the same thing that Kinect can do, it's actually a lot more expensive. Mm. But it probably lures people into thinking, right, this is cheaper, I'll get this one. Yeah. And, but then they say, oh, no, I can't do anything. Plus, the thing I mean, with if Kinect, you get you the new starter bundle, I think it's about 40 to £50, pounds, mm-hmm. and you get the camera and you get a wand, which doesn't even give you the navigation controller, and so it means you have half of the peripheral. Yeah. For one person. And if you yeah. want to play multiplayer, you've got to get more. But yeah, I think it works out. If you want to get the PlayStation Eye, you want to get two wands, and you want to get two navigation controllers, it works out about like 110, 120 pounds. And Connect is about 130 to 140. Does the but old then Eye work with it? The PlayStation 2? Mm. No, I don't think so. No, I'm in the old Eye toy. No, because the new one's called PlayStation Eye. Ah. Uh. 
But if there was never an eye toy for PS3, it was always called PlayStation Eye. No, yeah, I'm talking about the one for PlayStation 2. Because I okay. have one of those. I'm never going to use it mm-hmm. ever again. Same no. here. Go ahead, Lauren. Oh, um, just getting back to the figures. Yeah, it's really interesting because, like, a lot of the people who I talk to at school, they generally have heard about the Kinect and have heard nothing about the move. I remember one kid came up to me and um, we were discussing it and um, he was like, there's there's a similar thing for the PlayStation. I didn't know anything about that. But it's interesting to hear that it's sold pretty much the same amount. Well, the funny thing is that PlayStation Move is a lot more... It's more like the Wii, whereas mm-hmm. Kinect is a lot more like what PlayStation's been doing for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's basically... Uh, an eye toy with depth perception. Yeah. I'll be interested to know whether there were, like the people that went out and bought these knew that these this wasn't really a like an original idea, whether they actually think that it's like Probably not. brand new sort of It's thing. the kind of thing that the um um people that are completely ignorant are going to buy because that's why they got Justin Bieber and Oprah Winfrey as their spokespeople. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Ellen DeGeneres as well. I just saw like I saw her her show yesterday, and she, she gave out a whole bunch of connects to to the audience. Yeah, it's mm. crazy. Yeah, the amount of promotion and they have is just there sickening. aren't really any games that are worth playing. I mean, of all the people that I know from the journalists that are playing it, they're pretty much playing like Your Shape. Yeah. Or um, EA yeah, Sports. Yeah, pretty much Active. all just fitness games and like yeah. sports Activity games and dancing games. games. Which is funny. And also, like, you'll just... notice in the adverts. They don't really show anything actually. They just show the people kind of like flailing around in front of the TV. Isn't it so cool to be playing this? They look like they're having fun, but they're actors. It's for all the people who don't (laughs) want to. They are paid to look like they're having fun. Who don't want to buy the workout videos? It's like just buy a workout video. It's much cheaper than a Connect. Go to the (laughs) gym. But this one like monitors your progress. You can get a pencil and paper and do it that way. No, no one does that anymore. That's really old-fashioned. Well, maybe I'm old-fashioned and cheap. I mean, I understand why people want to do that, but it's just like, well, what's the point of spending all that money unless there's actually going to be games that are worthwhile playing? Well, Microsoft has said that they're going to start releasing core games, and this was kind of talked about quite a lot before Kinect came out, the ability to actually have Kinect work in in tandem with the controller. Mm. So, I mean, a lot has been made about the fact that Kinect is kind of like you are the controller, but yeah. they're actually probably going to start making games where you use the controller too. So well, imagine playing a game like Rainbow Six Vegas where you have to kind of... Or, well, like Splinter Cell. Mm. And you use the controller to move the the character around, but then um, you can do actions. Like if you lean to the side, then your character will lean and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, take cover mm-hmm. and stuff. Or you can use like... If you were doing a, like a military game, you could do hand signals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. just thought, I think, why haven't they already made these games and released them at the same time to support? Because the they didn't care. Them? I mean, they were the focusing on the casual this, market. Yeah, I mean, it's the same with PlayStation Move as well. I mean, I was trying to justify buying PlayStation Move, and I looked at the lineup, and there's about seven games that actually use it and only use it, and they're all terrible. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, why would I actually want to go out and buy it? It's the same with Connect as well. I mean, you've got the Microsoft first-party games, which are really not that great. And aside from that, there's just nothing really. They're just... People that are buying them now are pretty much just impulse buying because they think it's cool. Plus but it's the like, holiday season, so I'm pretty work- sure they're buying it for that. 
from an exercise standpoint, I think I'd rather buy a Kinect now instead of buying something like a Wii Fit. Because I feel like I think Wii from Fit, an exercise like... standpoint, I'll buy a pair of running shoes. <laughs> And well, they're I mean, a lot like, cheaper. If you're buying it strictly because you want to, you want to have an extra thing um, to track your workouts or something like that. I mean, the whole point is that people like the fitness games on these games because they make it more fun. Yeah. Like EA Sports Active, especially, is really good at that because it makes you do stuff which are games things, yeah. but you're mm-hmm. exercising while doing it. So like. They'll make you do running up and down the spot, but they'll make it look. They'll make you feel as though you're riding a bike, or you know, they'll they'll make you do like squats, but mm-hmm. you're trying to sit down on a bike and jump over hills. Whereas, so they kind of make it. It take they take it out of your mindset. Whereas if you were actually doing it, it wouldn't be as fun. Also, like we fit, um, we fit. I've played before, and the eye toy I've played before. Um, with we fit it's it's strictly like strength training you can't do a lot of cardio with that one because you're on this like scale and if you did anything with cardio you'd most likely break break it (laughs) (laughs) so it's strictly like push-ups and yoga and stuff like that and that's not really doing a lot for you um and then i did the eye toy which was good actually i played a game called connect uh figure it enough (laughs) and uh it came with the PlayStation 2 iToy, except I found that it was pretty, um, it wasn't very sensitive. Like, it, a lot of the times it would, it wouldn't find where I was. Um, it would lose me on the screen or I had to be in a certain area. I couldn't move at all. So it'd be interesting to s- compare the Kinect to both those in that. Well, case. I mean, obviously the, play- the iToy was the last generation, so the... Mm-hmm. PlayStation 9 is the upgraded version. And, and I played a game called Kung Fu Live. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about that game is that it basically is a Kinect game. Mm-hmm. There's no controller. It uses purely the eye toy. And all it does is m- monitor your movements. And it's a martial arts game. So if you throw a punch, then it will throw a punch on the screen. That's really cool, though. Without a controller. And you can, yeah. But there are some games that, I, that I'm kind of excited for, for the Kinect. But they're, again, they're not coming out for a really long time. Like uh, the Star Wars game. That looks like a lot of fun. You get to be a Jedi. Well, I'm pretty sure Sony came out with a comment saying that whatever Star Wars game they do with PlayStation Move, it's going to be a ton better than the Kinect. Yeah, I don't really know how you can use lightsabers with Kinect because you don't have a controller. They'll sell you a peripheral. Well, the funny thing about that Kung Fu Live game as well is that you can pick up objects and use them as weapons and it will recognize them. Oh, that's pretty cool. So you can pick up like a chair. Yeah, you can pick up a chair and use it to hit people. Wow. And uh, it was really funny because when I was demoing it... um, there was another journalist there and he was using the weapon and then he he threw it across the room because he wanted to see if he could throw it in the game. Uh, it didn't work. That's Aww. real smart. <laughs> but anyway, Colin, did you want to take your comment? Yeah. So Toka Mare, I think is that how you pronounce it, says, I guess it's doing a bit better than I personally expected, but I really do just think it's a gimmick or a slightly done up version of the PS2 iToy. I don't own an Xbox, but even if I did, I wouldn't buy Kinect. I wouldn't yeah, buy Kinect no, personally. It's just too expensive. I mean, Kinect is basically the price of an Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> you can get and an I mean, Xbox at GameStop for $100. Considering, like, everybody is saying it's a slightly done-up version of the PS2 iToy and the longevity that had, it's kind of obvious... Well, it would appear that this whole new generation of motion sensory sort of games is just going to go the same way. People are going to enjoy the gimmick while it lasts and then just not bother yeah I can't really see a Kinect game 
selling as much as a Halo game. Yeah, definitely unless not. Unless it was a Halo Connect game. <laughs> yeah, unless Halo <laughs> itself actually incorporated. It, honestly, Kinect. it would not surprise me because it's probably the only way they're going to make the hardcore gamers give a crap about Connect. Yeah, it's more so a party game. Oh, yeah, very I guess much so. Connect could do very well with party games. Yeah. But it's a very expensive party game, so it's like you know, it's not where you can just buy. Well, the Wii was a more expensive a party game. game system. That's very true too. But the Wii you can do a lot more with because you can play like uh, the thing about that was like you could play like Super Mario and play all the old games, and then you had like a ton of other games on that, like Mario Kart that you could play. And see, Nintendo had games. The thing but with Microsoft Connect is that they don't. No. Not yet, anyways. It's it's early, yeah. It's early in its life cycle. I mean, when yeah, the Wii launched, too. it didn't exactly have a lot of games. Mm. Yeah, we'll see how it's it goes. It's just like a second coming for both consoles. Mm. Personally, I'm looking forward to SOCOM Four on the with the PlayStation Move. I might get that just for that. Well, game. the interesting thing about that is that if you actually wanted to use PlayStation Move, you would be so much better if you if you want to put the time in and actually practice, because it's so much more accurate and you, it's a much quicker response time as well. It's kind of like how a mouse is in comparison to using um, playing a first person shooter on a PC as opposed to playing a fir- as opposed to playing a first person shooter on a console <laughs> yeah that pre- that precision would be really appreciated yeah I mean it's hard to get the hang of to start off with but after a while like once you get used to it it's a lot easier mm. so Astoris did you want to take the final comment final comment is from One Sky One Destiny and they said I'm waiting to see how well Connect performs before I cast judgement on it I'm a little iffy about it, considering the previous concussions of Microsoft usually died within a year or so. I'm talking about you, Mr. Red Ring O'Death. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps Connect will spontaneously explode. Well, there's That's that story that um, while they're selling it for about 130, £140, or whatever, $150, it only costs them like $50 to make. That's ridiculous. That's a yeah. very big markup. Yeah, they're making a ridiculous... Like, so it means that anyone who's buying it now really is a bit of a putz because it will have a price cut and it will go down considerably in price yeah definitely do you reckon they're chancing it because they think they might not sell very many so they're putting the price up so high to cover their bases well their initial sales estimation was 3 million so they're actually not that far away from that mm-hmm. they increased it they to 5 million up to 5 million yeah they expect already, to sell 5 million this year they're already like halfway there but they've only got like 2 weeks left yeah they don't have very long that's true what was Sony's predictions for the move? They said they were none. Oh, they had like none. They imagined. Yeah, they had like no expectations. Yeah. Like, yeah. They said it, it was going to be slow. like a they slow it, start. Yeah, they said it was going to be a really slow burner, and then they like sold out everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I really think that the PlayStation Move will have more to offer in the future. Like right now, sure, it doesn't seem like it's much, but, but definitely always, giving it always, some time. There's already loads of like already released games that said right we're doing we're integrating a yeah. move into this. Yeah. Yeah, that's I think the one big thing that people need to consider. I think the one big thing that people need to consider when buying these peripherals is that they actually need quite a lot of space. So if you have quite a small bedroom or your bedroom isn't re- doesn't really have that much of an open space, you probably won't actually be able to use them. That's true too. Cuz Connect needs you to be a certain amount of distance away from the screen and it needs to be to have quite a lot of place that you can move around mm-hmm. and if there's objects in like the background and stuff then they could um like blend in with you and things like that and move as well because you have to have somewhere to put the camera i mean that's the really good thing about the wii because it has the sensor bar which you can pretty much just put anywhere yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's going to be a really big hassle, especially for people who are in dorm rooms and they have like a they have um, a connect or a move. Because I, I know mean, it's perfectly suited for like a family a living, living room, room mm-hmm. rather than a bedroom. But I mean, I yeah. I would not actually be able to put connect in my room because there's not really anywhere for the camera to go. Yeah, no. And that would be a hassle for me because, like, all of my gaming stuff is all upstairs in my bedroom. So, like, anytime I would want to play Connect, I'd have to bring everything downstairs or just leave it down there. And I'd rather not do that. And that makes a huge difference, I think, because it would change how you play games then. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what they want. Make it in a family affair. Yeah, that's true too. So, anyway, moving on to our next topic, which is about game prices. Ugh. This is a pretty interesting topic for me, actually. Um, and it was started by SoccerDude240. And he says, Should games for the main four consoles be $60? I mean, the price for me is too high to buy games. I have to wait until they go down in price. What are your thoughts? Does the high price hurt the industry? Yes. I really don't think it... I don't know. I don't it think does. it's hurting the industry as, as it is hurting our wallets. Yeah. Well, how do you think it's hurting the industry? Well, no, I don't think it's hurting the industry. Well, Astaris does. I think, if, like, because if you don't even buy online, games are, in England, they're, like, 50 quid for, like, a proper big, large title. And yeah, third-party games are usually 49.99 and first-party are 39.99. Yeah, something like that. And you just think people can't afford to buy games at that price, so they've got to pick and choose what they're buying. And it's getting to mm-hmm. the point where we're getting like lots of large, uh, big-name titles coming out in the same week, and they just can't compete. Yeah, no. Do you know what I have to say about this? Boo-hoo. <laughs> I remember when I was 9 stroke 10 years old in the era of the Sega Mega Drive, and games cost then 45 to 50 pounds. And we're a considerably long period of time away from that, and games have stayed the same price. In what other industry would that be the case? I mean, you look at the cinema. When I went to see uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, it cost me £2.50. If I wanted to go and see that now, it would cost me about £12. Well, that's bad then, isn't it? It is bad. And I think the fact that people are complaining about the price of games is really quite offensive to the developers because the budgets have gone up considerably in the last 20 years. Hmm. But the price they're allowed to charge for the game has stayed exactly the same. Yeah. And it's actually putting a lot of strain on the industry because there, you know, there is a lot more riding on the success of games. Like because I mean, you, you think about a film like you know they have a set amount of budget. If they don't make that budget, then they they're going to have some serious problems. And this is why a lot of development studios are, are kind of going bankrupt now because the publishers just can't afford to keep the to be, have the games being made. And it was also kind of why we're seeing a lot more publishers just making games that are safe bets like games they know that are going to make the money definitely there's not there's not many people that are going to make risks anymore because there's just the 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 risk from a monetary perspective is just too great but if that's the case if that's the case uh we were talking earlier about the prices of some games in some shops and they're just so much cheaper now if that's if the case is is that they need to put the prices up that high, why are they so readily going to cut the price? I mean, I think you were saying Final Fantasy Thirteen was now like 15 quid on PlayStation. Well, the reason because of that is because, I mean, like, take Enslaved, for example. I mean, it came out like a month or two ago. Yeah, a month. And it's already half price. And the reason for that would be that it's just not selling as well as they wanted. So they've cut the price to try and actually sell some as opposed to selling none. Yeah. When it, for Final Fantasy 13, it would not surprise me that they've done this huge price cut because they had 
a massive surplus of copies like maybe they bought a lot more than they were expecting than they sold mm. yeah so they've got to try and get rid of them somehow yeah definitely I but mean, i also think g- that it's not really hurting the industry strictly because if there's a game out that people really love or really like are dedicated to they will find the money in order to buy it i mean this doesn't say a lot for new games that come out that are like completely separate from other games like if it's not like halo or something that people trust yeah sure that it's bad for them but if it's like a title that people know and trust they're more like they're more than likely gonna buy it anyway like square it just depends on how they do because i mean you look at enslaved and that did really badly it was a completely new game and they were kind of taking a bit of a risk on it but then you look at Assassin's Creed that was a completely new game and that has gone on to become huge mm-hmm. and that was going up in its first year against Modern Warfare 2 mm-hmm. yeah, and this year it went up against Black Ops yeah I mean it's gone up against Mon- it's gone up against Call of Duty every single year since it's released and it's done perfectly fine yeah well they had a huge hype about Assassin's Creed when that first came out like they had so well, yeah they just did things. their job correctly didn't they yeah they I did mean, they really did. It, it, I mean, a lot of that was to do with the PR and the marketing mm-hmm. behind it all and, like, the way they produced their trailers. Because, I mean, the first trailer had absolutely nothing to do with the gameplay. No. But that was probably one of, like, the most viewed trailers in history. Oh, it was so entertaining. It was extremely entertaining, and it just invited you into the world. Of course, it didn't have anything to do with the story, but, like, <laughs> it still made it completely interesting. Well, it gave like, you a glimpse into what you might be able to do with the game. They didn't actually show any, like, gameplay scenes. Just, like, no. fully rendered animation. No, it was just So it was kind of open to interpretation. Trailer. And it's like, well, what's this, game, what's this game about? Yeah. but I do think it's worked. an interesting topic, though. Because, I mean, as, uh, as Bingo says, um, he really hates the fact that Americans complain about games. Because in Australia, games are even more expensive. And it's the same in this country as well. I think we're pretty much on par with Australia. Mm-hmm. I mean, Americans complain about games being $60, but games here are £50, which is closer to 80 or $90. Mm-hmm. And also, we sell a lot of games used. Like, we have a lot of... A lot yeah, of I don't know. The used games catalogs here are insane. Sell it short. Yeah. yeah, whereas I think in, in this country, Astaris, I may be wrong, but used gaming isn't really that it's big. It's not as Most big. Most people buy new. It's nowhere near as big. I mean, it does happen, and mm-hmm. it is fairly common, but you're more likely to go into a shop wanting to buy a brand new game than a second-hand one. I wonder if that really hurts the industry as well. I'm guessing it oh, does. Oh, yeah. Well, that, it really hurts the publishers. Yeah. yeah they don't get a they don't get of the, any money out of used yeah. game sales. Which yeah. company was it that was saying that they weren't going to like let you buy codes to get online? Well, THQ and EA are both doing yeah. it. They've already started doing it. So well, it's a one-time $10 code, so it's not like it's something huge. Well, it's like if... If, yeah, if you if you buy the game second hand, then you have to buy the code again. If to, you want to like, get online, the online feature or something, yeah. So they still get something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I could get like um, I remember I was trying to buy um, Final Fantasy uh, twelve, and I bought it used, and it was only like thirteen dollars, and knew it was still like thirty. So it's really interesting. It goes down like half in price, but. That's generally more um, attractive to potential Well, I think buyers. in America it's quite weird as well because, I mean, when I was over there, we went to try and buy near secondhand and it was basically the same price as the brand new copy. Yeah, that's right. So, But the, but in like GameStop, they, they make it seem as though it's the new one, mm-hmm. which I think is a bit shady. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you don't actually buy the game. Like you have to, uh, you have to bring the uh, you bring the game cover to the front, don't you? And you um, ask them to get the game out from yeah, behind I, I, the I, desk. What's to say that they don't give you a used copy? Yeah, I think the interesting thing is that, um, like in GameStop, and maybe it's just just a generic. Maybe this is just a common thing that everyone's used to over there. But they actually sell more used games than they do new games. Hmm. I think that's just a whole that sort of speaks volumes for the price of games. If like the culture of gaming is based around buying a game and then taking it back well, and getting I, another one. I think it's weird, really, because. I mean, you look at Call of Duty, and last year Activision made that big hoo-ha because they changed the RRP to £55 instead of 50 But people still bought it, and it was the best-selling game in history. And they've done the same with Black Ops this year, and people have bought it even more. Mm-hmm. So I think this kind of goes with what Lauren was saying. You know, If the game's good enough and people want to spend the money, it doesn't really matter how much it costs. Oh, absolutely. They'll buy it anyway. Uh, yeah. Like the Sims. And everything. The Sims but I mean, it's interesting as well because... Um, THQ announced a short while ago that they were actually going to start releasing brand new games for cut price mm. and they've been doing it a little bit like uh, I think it was MT um, it was like a um, one of those dirt bike racing games yeah so they put that out at like £30 brand new mm-hmm. and they do the same with some of their children's games as well like um, Marvel Superhero Squad is not it doesn't retail for like £40 it retails for like 20 or 25 and this is on like the PS3 and 360 mm-hmm. because they know that it's not going to sell as many at the higher price and they know that it doesn't cost them as much to make it. I think yeah. that'd be good encouraging parents to buy their children's games consoles. If they know that the games that they're going to be buying their children are cheaper then they're more likely to buy the console and then when the child grows up they'll end up having to buy the more expensive games. But I also do think that it makes people kind of appreciate things more. I mean, when I had my Mega Drive, I could only afford to get a game like really, really rarely because they were £45. Pounds. Mm-hmm. And when I got that game, I appreciated it so much more and I played that thing to death. Yeah. yeah. You Even though games those back games. in those days had a lot less replay value as well. But you also have to pick and choose your games as well. Like You have to really make sure that that game is something that you will you're going to want to play because yeah so i mean I, I don't think it's really that much different now than it was in the past i think the only thing that's different now is that there are probably more games oh, well, there's a lot more competition because well, the games industry is huger maybe that has something to say though with regards to what i was saying earlier about familiarity that some of these new games are getting a shaft because people aren't willing to take a risk you know but on top of that there's there's a lot uh bigger wider um, access to information about the games obviously on the internet That's now true too. which you wouldn't have had yeah, as I mean, a child you can just hear about Gears of War had absolutely no problem selling X amount That's very true just going on YouTube you can find like a million gameplay trailers for all these games like even before they're released Yeah and especially right, right now I mean this has changed in the last like four years I mean publishers and, and um, PR agencies are just dumping 10 tons of crap out of you all the time I mean you've got DLC being announced before the game's even released yeah. mm-hmm. um, they have all these developer diaries where they explain about absolutely everything that's going to be in the game I and mean, most of the time they tell you about the entire game before you've even it's even out mm-hmm. just because they have to try and do every single thing to try and get people interested in their game yeah it really puts a lot more pressure on all of the developers <laughs> Well, not so much the developers, more the publishers. Well, the publishers, I mean, the developers' yeah, job just have to make the game good. That's true. But even good <laughs> games can really kind of get swallowed up. But it kind of puts pressure on everybody. 
I mean, you look at um, like Valkyria Chronicles, for example. Mm. That when that came out, everyone heralded that as probably the best RPG of it, of this generation up to that time. But mm. it sold really badly. Yeah. Well, uh, going along with what you we were saying before, we have another quote here from Akisora12. She says, That's why I buy all of my games used, because I'm not going over and paying $60 on a game, ever. So I've only ever actually bought used games once in my lifetime, mm-hmm. and uh, that was because I was going off to university, and I bought a GameCube dirt cheap, because that was when that was when all of the UK retailers decided the GameCube was just failing dismally, so they cut the price from like £200 down to 70 I will admit. Just so they could get rid of them all. And then, um, so I got that, and then I was like, crap, I actually need some games to play. And I didn't really have much money, so I just went and bought a load of second-hand ones. Mm-hmm. I will admit, I do buy a lot of my games used, if only because I kind of have to support my um, game love by myself, because I no one ever wants to buy me a game for Christmas. Like, I never get games for Christmas because people just think they're too expensive. And I go to college, so all of the money that I make has to go towards my college uh, fees and tuition, whatever. So I do fall in the trap of buying a ton of used games, which I kind of wish I didn't because I do like having the new games. I don't like having a huge used stickers stuck on yeah, my... Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I mean, when you buy a used game, the cover is usually ruined. It's ruined. Yeah. Depends. Or you, you don't even have a cover at all. If you buy through something like eBay, which obviously you 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 can never be entirely sure what you're getting, but my copy of um, Heavy Rain is as good as new. It's only been played once, and I got it for half the retail price. How do you know it's been, only been played once? Well, from from when I first opened the box and looked at the game, it it looked as if it hadn't been used at all. And considering the nature of Heavy Rain, I doubt it had been played that much. And this was only a couple of months after... No, not even a month after the game was released and I got it half price. Mm-hmm. I think the only used game story. I have in my library is like Resident Evil 5, which I got in single. Resident Evil yeah. Gold 5. Edition. Used edition. I mean, used... It was a used copy. It was like... Well, Wait, went, do you want to try and say that again, Colin? Yeah. Used, yeah. Is uh, it used Resident Evil Gold Copy 5? <laughs> Move Edition? <laughs> in 3D. Yeah, it was gold... It was a... 3D! <laughs> in 3D! It was a used copy of Resident Evil 5 Gold Edition. I got that in Singapore, and even then it was... Even though it was used, it was still a lot more expensive than... Do you know what the great thing about that here. is? You didn't have to pay for the DLC that was already on the disc. <gasps> but, um... <laughs> I kind of feel bad now. <laughs> yeah, you, you swindled Capcom. They couldn't exploit you. Just to I don't sk- actually remember the last non-used game that I bought. I mean, like, in the last sad. two months, there's been a load of games that's come out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wanted to get Medal of Honor, Castlevania, Black Ops. But in the end, I had to pick, and I only got Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Well, I mean, if you think about it from the perspective of the site, I think we've reviewed over 250 games this year, which that's is a quite a lot a month. Mm-hmm. Glad Definitely. I'm not buying all of them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. from, from a publisher and developer standpoint, the $60 is very, very fair. But from a consumer yeah. standpoint, maybe for for like the younger generation, those that aren't working yet, it's probably expensive for them. But if maybe yeah. that's just because people are spoiled these days. <laughs> but I was trying to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I've... I will admit, like I've been spoiled. 
even if they drop the price down, I mean, Americans complain because everything's so expensive for them, but everyone else in the world has to pay more than them anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the prices in so Australia that's kind of a bit are of a, outrageous. Yeah, well, we're pretty much the same as Australia, as I said earlier, mm-hmm. Colin. Having said all this, though, if Uncharted 3 is like £200, I would gladly lay that down. <laughs> Don't say that. They may be listening. That would just be yeah, like my special... Yeah, see what they did with the 3DS. You want it, so we're be... making it more expensive. It would be like a special edition with like a life-size cut-out Nathan Drake. <laughs> well, that is, that is what they're doing now to try and get more money out of people. Limited editions. It's kind of the, the, yeah, this, I mean, like you've got the, the Halo 3... Um, legendary edition, which costs like a hundred and whatever, and then you've got like the Call of Duty ones with com- prestige editions, comes with the RC car, and there's the Killzone Three Hellgast edition. Oh man, I am so tempted to get that Hellgast headbust and like a action figurine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The headbust opens up to put your game in. What's inside? Again, it, it's purely down to how much you love the game that you're putting the money down for. Yeah. Well, not necessarily, as Nick has attested to. <laughs> yeah, but Nick's a special <laughs> He's just a collector kind of guy. He collects everything. Kleptomaniac. <laughs> anyway, I think we've uh, rounded out our conversation on games price. I think the general consensus is, no, we don't think they're too expensive. We think they're reasonable to the fact that how much work they put in. What yes, is not reasonable anything, are the taxes. The industry are probably getting shafted. Yeah. Especially up here so in BC where we have to pay 12% tax. Say if you want the companies that you love to keep making games, you better buy the $60 games or else they won't be around anymore. Nope, and we'll get more companies like Activision. No! Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's all that about respecting the art. It's like Dude. the same Who? thing Quote. with piracy. Quote from Gamescom. Why are you making this game, Activision? Well, because no one else was. <laughs> um, there was a gap in the market. Um... Yeah, that's pretty much that's it. it. That's all we've <laughs> down here. <laughs> yeah, so it's not because you want to make it then. No, we just kind of told to. <laughs> now that's passion for you. Yes, that was absolute passion. That's dedication. <sighs> well. Anyway, so I think that's the end of the show. So you can find this episode of Minigup in the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union section on GamingUnion.net, and you can subscribe via iTunes. We also employ you to jump in on the forums, take part in discussions. Your quote may be heard. Yep, yep. Maybe not yes, guaranteed. Please ask questions. Yeah, we and love the more, your questions. Yeah, questions. You want questions. We didn't have any for this episode and we love it. Ask questions no matter what they are. It could be, what is our favourite fruit? What is Peach. Colin's favourite shirt? Oh, Colin, now they all know. Now they can't answer. Well, I don't, I don't have just one favourite fruit. I have a ton of favourite <gasps> fruits. Yeah, but the question wouldn't be, what are your... Various favorite fruits. Well, maybe it can be. You ruined it now, Colin. Yeah, ruined the moment. I'm terribly sorry. What is your favorite fruit? Ask us questions. Ask us questions. Many. And then we'll have to answer those next year because this is the last mini cup of the year. (gasps) Sad face. But it's not the last time you'll hear from us. No. No, no, it's not. It's not. You will hear plenty (laughs) from us. (laughs) Hint, hint. Yep, yep. Anyway. Guys, it's time to say goodbye. Bye! Goodbye. Bye! And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a tweaksmusic.com and gaminguniannet production. <laughs> <laughs>